0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a $25 entry to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win a million dollars. That's right, a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And finally, I'd be remiss if I did not mention that you need to download the SGPN app. It is available both in the App Store and the Google Play Store now, so don't wait around just go on over there and download it today.
1: Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome back to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 55. So obviously it has to go out to the Cookie Monster, to Kempe Mutombo um so this one's for you mr Matombo, and welcome back or welcome here for the first time perhaps i am your host jeff fox i write and edit for SportsGamblingPodcast.com, and i run the mma manifesto.com and i have with me with me with me on air a associate co-host you know him as the king of the goga plata toughest purple belt in history, I think he's what he says. um And he's a really swell guy. His name's Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hi, Daniel.
0: Hey, what's up, man? Hey, we kept it um, short again, which means. Yep. Uh, the picks were probably bad.
1: <laughs> no, nope, the picks are going to be good because we killed it last with our UFC 264. We killed it. Hey, what an event that was, eh? <laughs> Didn't you? What was your favorite part of UFC 264 you know, it, last week? You know, it's
0: just hard to say. It was great from top to bottom. It sure was.
1: reason I'm saying that is we are recording this uh, in advance because uh, as you listen to this, I will be off the grid in a way and not trusting the internet connection to record. So we're actually doing this preview a week. In advance, uh, the preview in question would be for UFC on ESPN, Makashev versus Moises, also known as UFC on ESPN 26. Uh, I think I'm going to be calling it UFC Vegas, what are we, up to 31, I think? I think it's
0: 32. I think it's 32. 30.
1: Is that Okay. You very well could be right. Uh let me see, except you're not. You could be right, except you're not. It's Damn. 31, Dan. <laughs> so close. Yes, Dan. That's, uh, Dan gets things wrong, everyone, just so you know. Actually, he doesn't. He's on the show. He's basically the, uh, man with all the facts. Um, I just make my picks willy-nilly, seemingly, and he has factual reasons for his picks, but, but one, the, once again, I, I actually come out on top. Um, my picks are a little more accurate than yours Dan, so you may win more money, but uh <laughs> i i I'm more uh, correct more often so Any, anyhow um I always struggle to speak on these shows, and it's even worse now that I just did a full episode u s c two sixty four where we gave you all the winners so let's just get right down to this uh event. this is a um, short notice, well, not a short notice, a short notice uh, for a headliner fight. Um, it was supposed to be Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez, but Holloway was pulled um, from the belt due to injury. Uh, it's still, They expect to still have Holloway Rodriguez to fight one another, but they haven't uh, announced when or where or any of that stuff yet. So um, this lightweight belt, uh, Islam Makashev versus Tiago Moises, has been bumped up to. The headliner slot. Um, not really much of a fight card. Uh, this it doesn't matter when you're a degenerate and you gamble $100 in every fight, which is what we tell you to do. Um, it actually really doesn't matter to you on paper how, how good a fight card is. Um, you can always find winning winning picks. But uh, do you agree, Dan? This is this card is kind of lacking. When you, uh, it, it might be good for nerds like us who, who watch everything, but um, for the casual fan, there's really not. Many reasons to tune into this one. No, this this is a tough one
0: uh, in terms of of the casual fan, unless, like you said, you're yeah. you're a, a DJ who wants to make a whole yeah. bunch of money.
1: Which everyone listening is pretty much. Um, I guess the one reason M- Misha Tate's return may uh, may be enough to get some casuals to uh, to tune in, but um, we'll have to wait and see when we get to it. So, as of now, um, like this is like what a week. Uh, almost a week and a half out from the fight card. We have um, 11 fights um, scheduled. We had a Phil Haas versus Darren Wynn fight, but uh, Wynn has been pulled from it and it's uh, still up in the air at this point whether or not they'll find a replacement for Haas or not. So we'll just break down the fights that we actually know are going to happen and then we will go from there. Um, we'll start with heavyweights. Oh, I forgot to look this up. Is this a, is this a chunky guy fight or not, Dan? Which, um, which, which one? Alan Badeau, Alan Badeau and Rodrigo Nascimento. This
0: is a chunky guy fight. This would okay, be a chunky guy fight. Correct.
1: I have, I, in my uh, haste to get all the uh, material ready for the show, I forgot to mark down whether or not this is a chunky guy fight. And I also didn't tell Dan what fights we were going to break down. So hopefully he's <laughs> got, like I said, he always, um, no matter what I throw at him, he's, he seems to have an answer. So, Oh, uh, I'm sure he has a winner for you here. So I'll stop the rambling. Let's break it down. Um, so it's Alan Bado, 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 Yeah, I think it's Bado. Listen to you and your pronunciations. Rodrigo Nascimento. Really, his real name is like what? Rodrigo Nascimento Ferrero, I think, or something like that?
0: Correct. But, think but the, the key is, is his nickname. It's Zegomilia.
1: Zegomilia, yes. which means that hive or the hive. Is that right?
0: Uh nope. I I'm almost I looked positive it up. It said Hive. Uh, I'm almost positive it's Yogi Bear. Um, oh, yes. that's better. I, I believe yes. that's the Brazilian name for Yogi Bear.
1: Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and he's going up against the black samurai who spells samurai very strangely. So obviously <laughs> Yogi Bear is the winner here for the for the nickname game. Agreed?
0: Yes, I would I would right. agree. Yes. All right. Uh,
1: Instead of yog- Yogi, I will break down Boo Boo first. Um, he's 8-2 with seven knockouts. Um, or this actually would be the Ranger. If he's f- going up against someone, I guess this would be Ranger. What, what's his name? Ranger? You, you got yeah. me beat. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. don't know who <laughs> You don't have Yogi? Your kids aren't in the Yogi Bear phase yet? They, they are not, no. Is, is, is that is that a thing, Yogi Bear phase nowadays? I don't know. I, I don't um, know the
0: answer to it. They, they are not yet there. <laughs>
1: Black Samurai, 8-2 and two with seven knockouts. He's 0-1 in the UFC where he got TKO'd. He's an inch taller, uh, plus 285. Um, Yogi Bear, 8-1, and one, two knockouts, six submissions. He's 1-1 in the UFC. He got knocked his last fight. He's 1-0 in the Contender Series. He's got an inch of reach. Uh, around, uh, According to their, their uh, last wins, he should be around 11 pounds heavier. Four years younger. He's got striking and... Um, Active striking stats in his favor. Two, he's two times more active landing strikes, and like I said, striking stats. When you take into account accuracy and defensive metrics, he is the uh, better striker on paper. Uh, he's also the better grappler. He's at minus 310. He seems to be the obvious pick for me. Minus 310 in heavyweight fights kind of, kind of a no-no. But I'll, I'll uh, he's my pick to win the fight.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Nassimanto, too. Uh, I think for me here, the big difference maker is just like B- Bodeau, you know, not for anything. Bado seems to be get easy to knock out. Um, and I don't say that lightly at heavyweight. I mean, like, obviously, Aspinall got him, too. But if you go back to his last loss before that, it's Dolce Lugi on Bula, who now fights at middleweight. Um, and he knocked him out in 26 seconds. Um, I mean, like, if you, if you count those last two, or two of his last four fights as being knocked out, and one of them he won by DQ, um, like, he's actually, you know, would be one in three in his last three with only a lot, win over a guy who's 0-2, so I, I don't think, actually, all that highly of Bordeaux, um but I do think... Nascimento has got a lot of potential. He did get knocked out by Chris Daukaus, but that seems to be pretty easy to do now. But the the two submission wins he had before that over Dante Mays and Michelle uh, Michelle Martinik were both really impressive. And before that, he was fighting for Jungle Fights, which sometimes has some good fights on it and sometimes doesn't. But like ultimately, I, I think he's a much more polished striker. I think he's got the submission game in his back pocket, and like you said, he's going to be the bigger guy too.
1: Yep. Um, as long as Badeau doesn't bring a picnic basket into the cage to distract him, I think he, he wins this <laughs> one, right?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I, yes. I know that much about Yogi Bear. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the that's one weakness. All right, we go for the big boys to the little boys. Flyweights, Francisco Figueredo versus Malcolm Gordon. Um, Figueredo, Sniper, Malcolm X Gordon. Malcolm X, you're stealing someone's nicknames, so I'm going to go with Sniper.
0: Yeah, I think that's a better nickname. Malcolm X yeah. is it's kind of got a weird... That's a weird one for a fight nickname, too, I think.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, so Gordon, 12-5 and five with four knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out four times, which is pretty crazy considering he's a flyweight. Um, you don't get a lot of – plus he finishes a lot of fights, which is also crazy for uh, for lighter weight fighters, flyweights in particular. Uh, he's only two in the UFC. He was finished in both those fights. He got knocked out in his last fight. Uh, he was 1-0 oh in Bellator before this. He's a niche taller, has two inches of reach, plus 240. Figueredo, the brother of former champion, DeVeas and Figueredo, um, he, he's a sniper. Uh, he's 12-3-1 with one no contest. Three knockouts, seven submissions. 1-0 oh in the UFC. Um, we're talking about small sample size, but he's got striking stats, and he's four times more active striking than Gordon. Grappling stats also in his favor. Minus 325 this is another easy pick for me. Figueredo is the one. Yeah, and I went big
0: underdogs for a lot of last week, which, as you guys are listening to this no went swimmingly. Um, But, yeah, (laughs) I'm not going with dog on either of these first two. I I think Figueredo here, I mean, like, he's just going to be so much better than Malcolm Gordon on the feet. And if Malcolm Gordon can get it down, I think the Jiu-Jitsu matches may be interesting. But uh, I don't think he even has enough of an advantage on the ground that he's going to get a submission. And to to be honest, I I don't even think he's really going to get it down.
1: There you go. See, we're ripping through these picks for you. We're, it's going to be – it's not because I we already recorded a podcast and we want to get out of here fast. It's just because we have all these uh, winning picks just, you know, on the tip of our and so we, we can't keep them in any longer. All right, let's move on um, to – what should we do next? Let's do um, – what weight class are we talking about? weights uh, Khalid Taha, Sergei Morozov. Um Is that the fight I want to do next? No, I'm sorry. I want to do Jones and Dos Santos next. So that would be uh, Bantamweight. It would be Miles Johns and Anderson Dos Santos. Um, So Anderson Dos Santos' nickname is Berenja, which uh, is eggplant, and uh, Jones is Chapo, which is, once again, you stole someone else's nickname, so I'm going with eggplant because that's a ridiculous nickname.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going with Eggplant. I don't think I'm ever going it's, with Eggplant. <laughs> yeah, Eggplant's gross, though. I, I, I
1: don't like... Oh, fine. You can go with Chapo. You, you tell Al Chapo that, that you uh, like the guy that stole his nickname. You go right ahead. You tell him that. Uh, um, Let me see. Let's go with Eggplant first. Uh, 21 and 8, 5 knockouts, 12 submissions. He's 1 and 2 in the UFC. He won his last fight via submission after losing his first 2. He's got 4 inches of reach. He's at plus 162. Um, Miles Johns... But I have Jones written down, but I know his name is not Jones, it's Johns. And he's out of Fortis MMA, right?
0: He is a Fortis MMA guy. <laughs> so you, you
1: know who we're going to pick here, guys. Uh, he's 11 1, three knockouts, two submissions, so he's not a finisher. If you're going to pick him, you probably want to pick him via um, decision, although he did win his last fight via knockout. So who am I to say? He's won two of his last three, and like I said, last one via knockout. He's won it on the Contender Series, two inches taller, nine years younger. Striking and active striking stats in his favor is minus 170. I, I've been stealing all the picks early, but we'll let you go with the pick here. Yeah, I'm going to
0: go with Miles Johns. I, I think you knew, yep. you always knew I was going to. But, yeah, I think he's, man, he's a pretty easy pick here too. I, I just think, yep. you know, a lot of people wrote him off on that loss. You know, he does have one career loss. And, and I think a lot of people saw that loss and were like, mm, is he as good as we thought he was? it's a flying knee, and it's not only a flying knee, but it's a flying knee to Mario Batista, who, you know, has looked pretty damn good in his own career, with the exception of losses, Trent Jones and, and Corey Sandhagen, who are, you know, both uh, looking like killers in the, the UFC, so he, I mean, he had that nasty uppercut to Kevin Atividad, he, he out-wrestled Cole Smith, he, I mean, the, you can go back to his Contender Series win over Richie Santiago, who's a Northeast guy who I know a whole bunch about, like, pretty impressive wrestling for Miles Johns, and I kind of expect him to just roll in the, that kind of way against Anderson Dos Santos here, who who I will say, very exciting, fun to watch, just not going to be able to deal with John's uh, power or John's ability to take you down if he needs to.
1: Minus one, is actually a pretty decent number for John's, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think there's value right there.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, so easy one so far for us. Let's see if it gets harder with um – the aforementioned Bannerweights, Khalid Taha, and Sergey Morozov. Uh, Taha's the warrior. Morozov is uh, no nickname, so we'll go with the warrior, obviously. Um, Morozov, 16-5 and five, with eight knockouts, three submissions. He's 0-1 in the UFC. Uh, before entering the UFC, he was the champion M1 over in Europe, a highly respected league over there. He's an inch taller, plus 135 on the board as we record this uh taha 13 and 3 with one no contest nine knockouts two submissions he's one and two in the ufc with one no contest he did fail a drug test his last fight i think and it was for performance enhancing drugs i believe am i correct there
0: uh or don't you remember oh man i I don't want
1: to i think it was
0: I actually think that was two fights ago, too. It wasn't last was it two fight. Okay. He, he okay. did get beat by Rayoni Barcelos his last time out, in right. I think that loss stuck. But I think you're thinking of the win over Bruno Silva got overturned. That's that right. Yeah. October of 19, I think.
1: Yeah. It was for diuretics, but yeah. he, he said it was um, a medicine. So sure. take that for what sure. it's worth. So sure it was. It always is. It was tainted meat. Um, All right, Uh, he was in Ryzen before uh, over in Japan where he's one-on-one. He's got two inches reach, three years younger. He's got striking stats in his favor and three times more active striker, plus grappling stats in his favor, but this is based off of one fight uh, Morozov had in the UFC. He's at minus 170. What are you thinking on this one?
0: I think I'm going to go with Morozov here. Me too. Um, Wow. Look at this on the same page. the, the, The stats look bad because he fought Umar Nurmagomedov, who is pretty good, and if I remember correctly, I actually think I might have taken right. off in that fight, uh, if I'm being being honest, or at least debated it, because he had a huge number next to his name, right? Like, I think it was, like, plus 400 or something like that. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, his last two losses are to Mozart, Evloev and Umar Nurmagomedov. He, he was a M1 champ, am I right about this? M1 Bantamweight champion, um, yep. and he beat Josh Ridinghouse, who's in the Ultimate Fighter right now. He's actually fighting next week. Um, he fought some good guys on while in M1 as well, and everything's the same. Like, look, he's got a great counter, um, counter-striking. He, he lands on the chin. He's willing to throw flying knees. The other thing, too, is I think his body lock takedowns are a difference maker here because Taha's got pretty shitty defensive wrestling. Um, he winds up on his back quite a bit, so you got a, a guy from one of those caucus regions, um who you know can wrestle a little bit. And he's, like I said, got good body lock and upper body takedowns here. And I think that's probably enough to get him by Taha just controlling. And I also think if if he does, I mean, if it does go that way, I think he could probably knock him out too. You know, like it, it wouldn't really surprise me to see to uh, Morozov do that either.
1: Uh, you said cock. guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
1: you, you did. But we're both going Morozov here. Um, yeah, I, I like the value in the plus 135 for him, too. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's been undervalued because of his, his debut. He had a tough debut, but um, we'll take the plus money. No problem. All right, women's straw weights. Amanda Limos. Versus Montserrat Ruiz. Uh, Ruiz is Conejo, which is rabbit. And Limos is nothing. So she loses. The rabbit wins. Um, Ruiz is 10-1 with three knockouts, two submissions. She's never been finished in a fight. She's 1-0 in the UFC. She's won two straight fights. Um, she was 1-1 in Invicta before this. She's six years younger. She's a massive plus 400 dog on the board. Lemos is 9-1-1 with six knockouts, two submissions, three and one in the UFC. She's won three straight fights since dropping down to straw weight. Um, she got a TKO win her last fight. She's four inches taller, four inches of reach, six times uh, more active striker, but this is based off of one fight that Rua had in the UFC. Um, what else can I tell you? She's minus 450, despite the huge number I will take her in this one. I think it's a pretty, pretty easy pick.
0: I'm going to go with Montserrat Ruiz. Whoa, 400.
1: Let me ask you if you
0: remember why I'm going with Montserrat Ruiz. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) I once hit Montserrat Ruiz for (laughs) plus 275. So for the rest of her career in the UFC until she is fired from the UFC, I will always take Montserrat Ruiz. Look, and you're right. I think if we're making this pick, gun to your head, I think Amanda Lemos is – fight this is probably her fight right like she is a better fighter than Ruiz she's more rounded than Ruiz I, I mean like I think she's got a lot of things going for her the thing is is that like Ruiz it is like very good at taking people down um she's really good at holding people down she's like a pretty talented grappler now do I think that's gonna work against the man at lemosh Probably not. Like, she's stuffed just about every takedown she's ever seen. She's got a good submission game. Uh, but, you know, like, who has she fought that has even tried to take her down, right? Like, L- Lavia Souza didn't try to take her down. Um, you know, like, she fought Mizuki in a way. Oa won. So, like, we haven't really seen people try to take her down. But I think that if Conejo does and has any success there, like, she could just wind up on top similar to like she did last time. And at plus 400, like, look, I, I'm willing to roll the dice and plus the fact that she gave me plus 275 earlier in the year. If she can give me plus 400, man, we we I might have to, like, change my Twitter name to uh, something that's like a Montserrat Ruiz fanboy one.
1: Yes, or Conejo. K- K- Can K- Canasio
0: K- Stan or something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. Don't listen to Dan here. He's he's uh, out of his mind, but um <laughs> nonetheless, blind loyalty. Um all right, we'll go to featherweights. I think this is the well, we'll say this is the last fight on the or the, the main event of the prelims, but this card's kind of up in the air still. It's Billy Quarantilo versus Gabriel Mogli Benitez uh Mowgli wins because Corinthio does not have a nickname. There's he a was of by who... Billy Q. Oh yes, right. Well, yeah, that's that's worse than having a n have a no nickname. So, um Billy Q is let me see his record. Fifteen three with six knockouts, five submissions. Three and one in the UFC. He lost his last fight after winning his first three. He's one and all in the contender series, he was one and one in the Ultimate Fighter House. He's two interest taller, more active striker. Uh, grappling, grappling stats in his favor, plus 180. Uh, Mowgli, 22 and 8 with eight knockouts, ten submissions, six and four in the UFC. He won via be a TKO his last fight. He that was his first win oh, in his last three. He was one. He's one and two over his last three. Uh, last two fights were at uh, lightweight, and this one is down at featherweight. He was also one-on-one in the Ultimate Fighter. He's got an inch of reach, minus 210. I think you're going to go dog here. What are you thinking on that? I'm
0: going dog, too. Yeah, I like Quarantino yeah. in this one um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, you know, like mainly... Man, I I like Quarantillo on the feet here more than anything. Um, he does concede kind of a lot of takedowns, which, which makes me nervous against somebody like Gabriel Benitez. Um, but his output is so good. Like, I mean, like, he just... Comes forward and throws, and he's got a good submission game if he does wind up on his back. I mean, we watched him flatline Kyle Nelson in, like, a brutal way. Um, I think he's got the power to tag him in a bunch of places. So, I mean, I like that about him. But also, you know, like, Benitez has just been, like, a very inconsistent guy. Um, you know, like, losses to Sadiq Yusuf and Omar Morales are kind of fine, but, like, that loss way back when to Enrique Barzola looked really bad. Like, I mean, like Barzola is, I mean, he's serviceable, but he's not like a great opponent to be have a loss to. Quarantillo, meanwhile takes care of the people he should take care of fairly easily. Um, you know, like I think his both his power and the fact that like if it does go to the ground, he's got good enough submissions to sort of defend himself against Benitez. Yeah, I, I like Quarantillo here too.
1: I forgot Benitez also his last fight got canceled because he was four and a half pounds overweight uh, for the featherweight oh, limit. Oh right. So, yeah, I forgot about that. He was one fifty and a half, um, and they're yeah they're letting him try to fight at featherweight again. Uh, so he may yeah. not. Was that case.
0: against Was um, that against my boy JSP? <laughs>
1: um yes it was against JSP. <laughs>
0: I think I remember it that. Particular. Yeah, yeah. Pierce backed out of it. Yeah.
1: There you go. Um so that's more all the more reason to like the underdog here. Um. Fighters who miss weight or what thirty or only win thirty seven percent of the time so far this year so if Mowgli does come in heavy but um with in reasonable um weight that that the fight is allowed to happen um he's got uh, diminished chances of winning so right so pretty straightforward um prelim portion uh, at least how it stands now for us. Um, picking those fights so at this point our our intern is going to our production uh assistant and our huge team is going to insert some uh, lovely ads read by someone with a super sexy voice i'm sure and then um we'll hit you back up with the main card right after that
0: let me tell you a little something about WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all of your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll get a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download that app today. And while we're at it, why don't I also tell you about PropSwap. We are brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship tickets when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid in a price that you think is fair and then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be sold at any time with the click of a button and PropSwap gives you the suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. Last week a PropSwap customer sold a $500 40-to-1 Phoenix Suns championship ticket for $16,000 after the Suns went up 2-0 in the finals. That's a 30-times return for the seller and an adjusted odds of negative 400 for the buyer when every other sportsbook had the Suns at like negative 500. So with PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit at PropSwap and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. All right, guys, as uh, Jeff told you at the beginning of the show, uh, we taped this a little bit ahead of time due to Jeff going on a vacation. At this point in the podcast, you would usually hear a breakdown of uh, Daniel Rodriguez and his original opponent, which is no longer his opponent. So we decided to strip that out here and just give you just straight up our pick on this fight, which is now Daniel Rodriguez versus Preston Parsons. Both me and Jeff are going to go with Daniel Rodriguez in this fight because, let's face it, Uh, short notice replacements don't have that best, don't have that good of an outcome most of the time. And in addition to that, if you're looking at Preston Parsons, he's just a guy who relies a little bit too heavily on his grappling. And both me and Jeff don't think that that's going to bode too well against Daniel Rodriguez. So in lieu of you listening to our breakdown on Daniel Rodriguez versus his original opponent, we're going to give you this shorter version right now and take Daniel Rodriguez at betting off at about negative two fifty. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast.
1: So damn good Rodriguez is the pick. The D stands for for damn good. Um, All right, we'll move on um, to what weight class? Middleweights, Rodolfo, the black belt hunter, Vieira versus Dustin Stoltzfuss. Um, I think
0: it's Stoltz but yeah. Stoltz sure. Oh, yeah. yeah I think he, he, should have
1: some, he should have some accents, don't you think? It's, got, the, it's got like a very U.
0: Germany sound to it, yeah. I believe. Yeah. He
1: should, have, he should have an accent over the U, I think, if you ask me. But regardless, uh, he's 13 and 2 with two knockout five submissions. He's never been finished in a fight. He's 0 1 in the UFC. He was 1 0 in the contender series before this. Two inches of reach, two years younger, striking and active striking stats in his favor, plus 210. The Black Belt Hunter, 7-1 one with one knockout, six submissions. He's never gone to decision in a fight, so you may want to pick this one in the distance uh, under three rounds. He's two on the UFC. He got subbed in his last fight. That was br- His last fight was brutal. I can't remember. Who was it against? Um, Anthony he Hernandez. Fluffy. Yes. Oh, yeah. boy. Fluffy yes. Hernandez. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, that makes me pause here. Uh, he's multiple Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion. Um, he's got... Quite the uh, credentials heading into this, and last fight, well he gassed out, gassed out, and got destroyed. Uh, grappling stats in his favor, minus two twenty-five. Like I want to pick him, but yeah, that fight left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, but
0: I, here's the thing: I will say, I think he learned from it. Um, you know, like he he basically just gassed himself out, like pouring his grappling onto. Anthony Hernandez, who had a better gas tank than him and and had way better striking than him, and then ultimately just got him to the point of exhaustion. Stoltzfus here is a guy who he likes to wrestle and certainly could tire you out, but like he's not gonna like wow you on the feet like like Hernandez can, and he just got like absolutely outworked by Kyle Dawkins. So like apart from, you know,
1: it,
0: to be honest with you, Stoltzfus likes to grapple. Um yeah. and, and I just think like unless he tires Vieira way out, he's gonna get bested there. So yeah, I, I like Rudolfo pretty much pretty safely here, I would say,
1: against sold foods. Alright, there we go. I feel better now. Dan uh, that's what Dan's here for to make me feel better about my picks. Um we'll go to lightweight uh, Jeremy Lil Heathen Stevens versus Matthias Gamrot. Um Stevens was supposed to fight uh, Drakkar close, and then he—he's uh, a savage, so he pushed him at the weigh-ins and gave him a concussion. And um, but Dana White uh, blamed the um, Mick one of his minions for not uh, stepping in in time. And then he said that what Jeremy, Stevens, I think he used the savage line that he likes to use. I think he he use, I
0: think we got savage here. Yeah. 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 Jeremy.
1: Stevens, that makes Jeremy Stevens the savage for uh, basically sucker a sucker knocking out someone. Um, and uh, Jeremy Stevens doesn't want to fight him because he says he won the fight by knocking him out, uh, pushing him and giving him a concussion at, at weigh-in. So, anyhow, um, just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, so, Lil Heathen's 28 and 18 with one no contest. He's got 19 knockouts, 2 submissions. He's 15 and 17 with one no contest in the UFC. I swear, you, Dana White's got a thing for this guy. I don't know what the deal is, but he's he's got and incriminating on him, I think. Lil Heathen does because. Um, yeah, he was trying to bail him out of jail on on fight night years ago. I remember. Yeah, it's, uh, something's going on here. But most of his fights were at featherweight. This one is now at lightweight. Um, he's moving up. He maybe because he's 0-4 with one no contest in his last five fights. Um, he made his USA de- debut way back in 2007. He's got an inch of reach, plus 200. Uh, Gamrot's nickname is Gamer. Oh yeah, we didn't go with nicknames. Screw little Heathen. I don't like this guy. Gamer. <laughs> Gamer Gamrot's the pick. You know, Evil yeah. Little Heathens is one of those like, classic names that everyone seems to know. but
0: Yeah, I, I'm fine with you picking Gamer. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you.
1: Thank you. Um, gamer is 18-1 one with one no contest. He's got six knockouts, four submissions, one and one in the UFC. He lost his debut and won his last fight via KO. He was a double champ in uh, KSW over in Poland. That's pretty impressive. He's... An inch taller, four years younger, striking in active, striking stats in his favor, minus 260. Uh, he is my pick. Stevens yeah, is washed.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Gamero, too. I actually think – I think Stevens is less washed than people think he is. I mean, like, losses to Jose Aldo, Zadat, Megamed, Sharapov, Yair Rodriguez, and it was a close fight with Yair Rodriguez and Calvin Cater. Man, dude, like, that, it's hard to say somebody's washed after that, but I do think he would have much rather fought Drakkar close here. Um, I, I think fighting Matrix Gamro is going to not be good for him. Um, Gamro goes in there and absolutely works people. Um he's got a great gas tank. He's got great submissions. I mean like I, I think once he gets you down, he beats the hell out of you. I expect him to get Jeremy Stevens down really quick. Whereas like Dracar Closa has got decent wrestling too, but sometimes he forgets he does and just like slugs it out with you know, like Benil Dariush and gets knocked out, which was a possible option for Jeremy Stevens. He could have knocked him out, similar to Benil Dariush, but, like, I don't think that's going to happen here with a guy who was... His only loss came by split decision to Guram kutat And and I think... I, I had him win in that fight, but, like, even if you like Kutataladze to win that fight, like, that guy is a great up-and-coming prospect out of Georgia. So, like, man, I, I think Gamro is... You know, head and shoulders above this guy. And I actually think Gamero is probably pretty darn close to the top 15 at lightweight, too.
1: Oh, there we go. Maybe this maybe this will be the quote unquote big name uh, win that he needs to, to propel him to that. So, um, all right, moving on. Speaking of big, big names, uh, Misha Tate is back. Uh, the former champion in UFC is back for a women's bantamweight fight against Marion Renault. Is this Renault's? Retirement fight officially? Did she? I thought she announced that. Is that right?
0: I believe this is officially her retirement fight, yes.
1: Okay, because she's, what, 44 or something ridiculous like that? She's she's she,
0: older than Alexio Olenek. I do know that that's true, which is just a <laughs> fucking wild sentence.
1: All right, so we got um, Renault is the Belizean bomber. Tate is Cupcake. Uh, I think Cupcake just because that's um, a well-known nickname for her since she's been around so long.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a more unique nickname too. I mean, we got cheesecake. Iconic. Those are those are the only two desserts, right? Cheesecake and Cupcake. It's true.
1: Cheesecake. Yep. There you go. All right. Let's go the Belizean Bomber first. Um, Nine seven and one with five knockouts, three submissions. Never been finishing a fight. Five six and one in the UFC. She's lost four straight fights. Uh, Two inches of reach on Tate. Uh, Striking and active striking stats in her favor. Plus 105. Uh, Cupcake is 18 and 7 with three knockouts, seven submissions, five and four in the UFC. Lost two straight fights. Has been out of action since November of 2016, and what popped out a couple kids in that time too, I think, right? So uh,
0: she does have a couple of kids now. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, She before all this, she was six and two in Strikeforce. Uh, She was the UFC and Strikeforce champions at bantamweight. She's nine years younger, despite all this. Uh, she's nine years younger than Renault. Um, Grappin stats in favor of minus 130. Um, assuming Tate is not just a shell of herself, I think she's got to be the pick here for me. I think so, too.
0: Um, you know, I, I think I said it last week when we were talking about people with long layoffs, which there were a couple on last week's card. But the the thing about... Breaking down somebody who's been away for that long is I I think pretty much all you can do is is break down what she used to be like. Uh, And you can make some assumptions. But, like, if you do too much, assuming that she's trailed off or isn't herself or, you know, is going to look like a shell, I I think doing too much of that can be detrimental. If she's anything like she was five years ago, um, with the exception of the Raquel Pennington fight where she looked like she didn't want to be in there. Like, her skills, if they're still there, are enough to take down Marion Renault pretty much at will and be on top for 15 minutes. Um, You know, Renault has spent uh, a lot of time on her back. She does have a pretty good triangle choke, which she's won by twice uh, in the UFC. But, like, ultimately, I I just think her grappling defense and her submission defense isn't good enough to catch Misha Tate, who is a phenomenal grappler. Like, she got taken down... By Maisie Chaison, Raquel Pennington, Yana Kunitskaya, six times by Kat Zingano, twice by Sarah McMahon, three times by Talita Bernardo, twice by Betch Koheya. Like, you would have to go all the way back to fighting Jessica Andrade, who used to be a bantamweight, believe it or not, all the way back in 2015 to find a fight where Marianne Renault didn't get taken down. Um, Which just to me means Misha Tate's just going to do that at will.
1: Yep, I agree. So this has actually been a pretty easy card for us to make picks on, which means we could be other than, other r- than
0: Other than the fact that you got the Montserrat Ruiz one wrong? You're probably wrong or, here. Yeah, are, are, other than the one you got the Montserrat Ruiz <laughs> yes, one wrong? That, yeah, because she, she's going to win. Yeah, plus exactly.
1: <laughs> totally. Uh, assuming that you don't go crazy with the main event here, I think we're going to be all, all on the same page other than your crazy loyalty pick.
0: All right, guys, and before we get to that fight, make sure you head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up right now for a free shot at a million bucks using the Best Ball Mania 2 $25 contest. You're going to want to get in on that as quickly as possible. Download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Also, while you're at it, why not download the SGPN app, which is live now in the App Store in the Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts and so much more. Don't forget to toss us a review and download the SGP app today.
1: Uh, main event, Lightweights, Islam Makashev versus Tiago Moises. Um, no nicknames for either guy that I know of, so um, that's, that's a push. Uh, Moises, 15-4, and four, three knockouts, six submissions. He's never been finished in a fight. Four in the UFC, he's won three straight fights. He was a 1-0 in the Contender Series. He's four years younger than Makashev, more active striker, and he's at plus 430, which is, you only should see odds this, this high for a main event, but this was kind of a makeshift main event. Uh, Makashev, 19-1 with three knockouts, eight submissions, 8-1 and one in the UFC. He's won seven straight fights. Um, he is a Sambo champion um, outside of MMA. Uh, he's an inch taller, striking stats in his favor, grappling stats in his favor, minus 650. He's an obvious pick for me once again. Easy peasy card.
0: Yeah, we can make this real quick, but, like, here's what I'll say. Moises does have good jujitsu. I, I think there's always an opportunity for him to catch something off of his back here. I mean, he did ankle lock Michael Johnson, which is sort of worth noting off of his back. But he did also get taken down fairly easily a couple of times by Bobby Green. Um, you know, he got taken down a couple of times by Kurt Hollabaugh, and he's about to step in there with who Habib has said is kind of like the next to Uh So, like, wh- what more is there to break down? Like, he's going to be on his back. Unless you think he's going to catch Islam Makashev off of his back, then you go with Makashev here because, I, I, I mean, I think that's the only pick.
1: Yeah, yeah, Makachev is, is uh, pretty much the obvious pick here. Um, I don't really see a path to victory for Moises. So, that being said, he's going to win the fight probably, but... but um, <laughs> Makashev is is our pick here. So, um do you have any props, parlays, anything you want to give out to the degenerates for for this fight card, this lackluster I, fight card?
0: I mean, I think the main event going to decision is a yeah. safe pick. Like if you are trying to get a little extra and, and there's not a lot of props out because we're we're like I said, we're taping this a week and a half ahead of time, so a, a lot of the stuff that you would usually find is is not there. But I, I do like Makachev by decision, and you could probably get it down to like negative 200 or negative 300 at that point. Um, so I like that. Um, you know, if I'm looking for other props, like I actually think Matrus Gamro gets Jeremy Stevens out of there. Uh, I yeah. think he probably gets a finish in there. So. That would probably be my other one is you could probably get that darn near close to even money. But again, uh this is of course pending and waiting for uh when those lines actually come out.
1: Yep. So that's that's all the fights that we know of at this time. There may be a few last minute ones. Um added or taken off, obviously, or and they may find a uh, person to fight what not Darren Darren Wynn he, he pulled out. Um Who's looking for a fight? Uh, Phil Haas is.
0: Yeah, the one fight. who I fade every single time he fights. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> that's too,
1: yeah, too bad. Because so if, I, if yeah.
0: he finds an opponent, I bet Phil Haas because I said I wouldn't. I would bet Phil Haas from now on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. There you go. All right. Um, my turn for locks. I'm going to go with Miles at Johns at minus one seventy because we both agree that's a pretty uh, good comeback for him. So uh, on the on the. Blinds. I'll take a minus one seventy over uh, Dos Santos,
0: and I'm going to take Rodolfo Vieira. Um, okay. Yeah, not a not a brilliant number where it's at, but good enough that like, eh, it's going to pad one in my win column because Vieira is going to win this one.
1: Yep. Um. So yeah, not the greatest fight card on paper, but a lot of times they're the ones that end up being the funnest to watch because you'll get a bunch of craziness. So, um. Dan will be back with a recap of this. Uh, I will still be away for the recap portion. And then I will be back the following week to get you uh, up to speed on UFC on ESPN Sanhagen versus Dillashaw. Um, there's some uh, other than the main event, Corey Sanhagen versus T.J. Dillashaw, making his uh, long way to return from his drug suspension. Um, some interesting uh, women's fights on this card. I think would jump off the page most to me: Aspen Lab versus Macy Chisholm and Macy Barber versus Miranda Maverick. I think they are the two that jump off the most uh other than the main event to me have you looked yeah, at what? Well
0: yeah i mean i love randy costa versus adrian Inez. that's a fight a lot of people have been calling for for a, a great deal of time oh, right I'm yeah. glad it finally yeah. got booked so that's exciting um i'm also excited to see ian heinish versus nasora imovov because i've been kind of big on imovov and he kind of underperformed last time out so i'll be excited to see what he can do against
1: heinish and I just actually got an email that we can talk about uh, as we go out of here. So, um, rumors that Nick Diaz is coming back to fight Robbie Lawler. Uh, did you hear that?
0: I did indeed hear yeah. that. Yeah, yeah the, the, I, uh, I've seen I... it all over all over Twitter for the last yeah, little while. May
1: come out and uh, yeah, they may come out and fight. What are the odds of that fight, Dan? Because um, what did it open at, and what is it now? Because it's already moved ooh, since so opened. Ooh, you've
0: got the you've got the opening line I on do, that perspective yeah. fight already. I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm actually gonna say Nick Diaz is a favorite on some weird, uh, terrible line, but I'll say Nate, Nick Diaz negative
1: one forty five. Nick Diaz plus two ten. Well, okay, that's that's, that's what it should be. I'll be honest However, it should be. <laughs> it's moved, though. Uh, Lawler's only minus 170 now, and Diaz is plus 145. So
0: Okay. That, yeah. That's still about where I, I, I'm still fine with that number.
1: And this is a rematch 17 years in the making now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's crazy. That, that is insane. So, yeah, um, it, it has not been officially announced yet or anything like that. So um, I, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, we'll wait. But maybe now that you – it was always uh, marijuana that was causing issues for Diaz. So maybe now he can, now he can fight in Vegas again. Maybe uh, maybe he actually will come back. Um, of note, his last fight was January thirty first, twenty fifteen, um, where he he tested positive for marijuana and he lost to Anderson Silva. His last win was BJ Penn, uh, October twenty ninth, two thousand and eleven. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So it's been over a decade since he's, or it's been about a decade since he's won a fight. So. There you have it. Um, all right, let's put this one to bed. Uh, thank you all for coming and listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, uh, our specific feed. Don't, um, if you listen to us on the SGPN feed, if you can find the MMA Gambling Podcast feed and listen on there instead, that would help us out greatly. Um, make sure you follow me on Twitter, Jeff Fox Writer. Uh, Dan would be Gumby Vreeland. Make sure you bet a hundred dollars on all of our picks because you're going to win lots of money, and then you can thank us on Twitter, obviously. Um, other than that, um, what else should you do? Go to MMA-Manifesto.com, enter our Pick'em Contest, read all our articles, read all our stuff on SportsGamblingPodcast.com, download the app, listen to all, every show that they post. I think that's all I, they have to, I tell you that you have to do. Um, I'm going to let Dan say goodbye, see if he has anything interesting to, to say goodbye to us with this uh, this week. I have
0: the same interesting thing I have to say <laughs> every week. And that right. I'm Daniel gubbie He's Juicy Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.